feature presentation. Whatever it is, it appears to be a genetic aberration. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. I'm Ryan. And today I'm going to be talking about a film that's going to be interesting to talk about. I say that every time, right? Like (laughs) something's going to be interesting to talk about. Uh, But when I say interesting, um, I'm using the word with scare quotes uh, because this movie is what people would consider to be filth. Um, I mean, let's be honest, it is kind of that, um, but it's also a little bit more. Um, I try to highlight movies that I feel like are worthy of highlighting, you know, um, and I do think this is this movie, despite sort of its, well, it's sort of very skeezy is a good word, skeezy, pervy, uh, kind of front if you want to call it that <laughs> uh it's not a front uh so that's probably not a good a good way uh it's probably not a good descriptor right it's not a front it, it it's on its face very kind of uh kind of skeezy um but it's still worthy in my opinion um of, 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 of analysis. I would, I, I won't even say a reanalysis because a reanalysis would imply that this movie has been seen by a lot of people. And I feel like this is the type of movie that only gets seen by a very small group of people inside of, uh, Japan. Okay. So what movie am I talking about? Okay. Let me get to that. <laughs> Uh, the movie that I'm going to be talking about is uh, called The Glamorous Life of Sachiko Hanai uh, from 2003, uh, directed by Mitsuro Mieke. Now, I've talked about pink films before, right? Um, and for those who aren't familiar with pink films, uh, a pink film is a... They are softcore Japanese films. Um, But the thing about the pink film is that they sort of... They sort of are used to sort of... uh, By filmmakers specifically to talk about uh, kind of different things. And they they come in all sorts of kind of genre. Like, Like there's, you know, pink films that are, you know, westerns or pink films that are straight up exploitation movies or action movies or you know whatever they're very much like i don't know like if you think of like Russ Meyer movies for those who don't know like Faster Pussycat Kill Kill like kind of like Russ Meyer movies over here in America were kind of like you know very titillating um but don't make make no mistake about it like the the pink film or the the pink the pinku ega film are, are, are softcore movies. Um, in fact, shout out, uh, shout out to uh, Karando uh, Mitsu, Mitsutake, who I had on 
who directed uh, Maniac Driver, which is a pink Pinku Iga film. It's a pink film. Um, and and I discussed for those who haven't listened to that episode, I dec- I definitely recommend you go and listen to it. And also uh, go watch Maniac Driver. Um, rent it, purchase it. It's great. I have it on Blu-ray. It's got a dope Blu-ray release. Uh, but this this movie, uh, the glamorous life of uh, Sachiko Hanai, is a pink film, much in that vein. I mean, uh, Karanda was working uh, in a in a tradition, and as and when I spoke with him about it, you know, he had a message that he wanted to to sort of use through pink film, like through through making a pink film, uh, and he even said like the whole point of him making the pink film was. You know, he wanted to he, he wanted to make it about something else because the stipulations are as long as it has these elements, these softcore, you know, elements that you could as a director making a pink film, you can you can say or do anything you want. But he received pushback and ultimately they told they tried to, like, tell him what he couldn't do. And he pulled out, but was able to still make the movie because uh, the producer that he was working with decided to finance the movie out of pocket. And he was able to shoot it and put it out. Um, but this, the glamorous life of, as I, as I like stumble over my, uh, <laughs> as I stumble over my thoughts in real time to try to articulate myself, uh, the glamorous life of uh, Sachiko is, well, let me just, let me just do what I always do. Let's, let's read the letterbox synopsis and, uh, delve a little bit more into this pink movie. So, here it goes. Uh, Sachiko Hanai is a call girl. See, we're already starting off, right? Right. <laughs> One day, she is caught up in a gunfight and is shot in the forehead. Instead of killing her, the bullet in her head gives her psychic powers. She also accidentally comes into possession of a cylinder containing George W. Bush's finger, whose fingerprint is designed to launch a nuclear missile and international spies are soon chasing her. Yes, that is correct. That is exactly uh, what this movie is about. That is the plot of this movie. And if that sounds fucking nuts, it's because it is fucking nuts. Um, but it's highlighting what I've already, what I was already trying to sort of get across, uh, which is this is a movie that is in fact a softcore Japanese uh, sex movie. Um, that's trying to sort of be a commentary because again, this movie is made in 2003. Obviously, the references to George W. Bush, uh, they're in this movie. Uh, they're clear. This is a Bush, you know, uh, Bush era or George W. Bush era movie, uh, post 9/11 Japan movie, um, and 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 all of that is. All of that is pr- on display and present in the movie, um, and it actually makes this movie transcended sort of you know pervy kind of uh pink roots pink roots pink roots yeah um yeah uh, <laughs> i'm a professional podcaster no um so the movie kind of starts with a guy in a room um and we we we, we don't know the context it just sort of starts with a cold open right um where he's sitting, he's sitting at a table doing some what it looks appears to be doing like some homework of some kind, and then the woman walks up who is uh, Sachiko, which we haven't, you know, this is the first time we see her, 
and she's dressed in some sort of kind of what only can be described as like, I don't know, a teacher's kind of outfit, a skirt and a button up blouse. And she's like, he's writing this paper and she's giving him uh, terrible feedback. I think she, he asked her what the capital of America is. And I think uh, she says, I think she says New York. And then he and then he asked her what the capital of New York is. And she says, D.C. Like, again, like uh, none of this is none of this really matters because we, we, we quickly find out like uh, that this whole thing is some sort of elaborate kind of um, uh, sex play or, you know, role play. You know, this is some sort of role play. Again, as 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 I read in the synopsis, uh, Sachiko is a call girl. So this is her at work. So her and this guy, uh, this this Japanese man with like blonde hair, um, immediately um, start tearing each other's clothes off, it, and then again a, a whole scene of of basically you know simulated sex. I mean, it, if it's not, it looks. I mean, if it if it was real sex, we would see the mosaic blurs because this is Japan. <laughs> uh, but you know, they start to have sex. Um, and and again, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty rambunctious sex. I will give it that. Um, somewhat funny too, because of the faces that the guy's making, um, some of the stuff that he's saying. I mean, um, you get sort of them, you know, f- cycling through different positions. Uh, yeah, again, like this is it's it's funny because trying to have like a discussion about a movie like this to me is always hilarious but it's kind of on brand for 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 this podcast right where it's just like you're trying to uh you're trying to have some sort of like (laughs) uh somewhat academic i mean i'm not i definitely don't describe myself as an academic by no means but uh, it, it is funny to sort of delve a little deeper into sort of shit that is clearly like on the surface made for one specific purpose and that's for for people to get their sort of uh uh to get their nut off you know um again that's very academic that's an academic term get their nut off you know look it up i think it was uh karl marx that said (laughs) uh no no it's not um but uh yeah so the whole scene plays out and then like i think uh the guy Okay, so at this point, let me just go ahead and say, like, I'm going to talk about some shit that's, that's uh, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, this is for mature audiences, okay, I've already, I've already told you I'm talking about a, a softcore sex movie, I mean, which, which, that's what pink films are, we've already established that, so, you know, just, just a heads up for, like, you know, I don't think I have anybody very young listening to this podcast. Hopefully not. If so, whatever your parents are doing, like to allow you to not to listen to stuff like MAS, they're 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 doing a bad job. I, you shouldn't be listening to this. Turn this off right now. It's not for you. This is adults only, people. Um, so the sex scene finishes up. The guy pulls himself out of Sachiko, and she's laying there, um, her breast exposed, and he you know, he, 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 he ejaculates on her chest. Now we don't see his actual, his, we don't see his member. I mean, he's a member. Let's just be, let's just be frank. He does. We don't see the guy's dick. Okay. But we do see a money shot, um, of, uh, what's supposed to be semen simulated, um, across her chest. Again, this is Japan. This is for those who aren't familiar with Japanese cinema, uh, or, you know, 
they have a even even non-pink films like you know there's a tendency to have a lot of fluids in some of these Japan movies even even ones that are like more just sort of genre movies so like you know Ichi the Killer uh, notoriously uh the, has a scene where the opening title uh title appears in a puddle of of cum so this guy is you know basically leaves in this load on Sakiko's chest and he's and again like this is part of it is play it's definitely played for comedy because she's like you know smiling as he's doing this and then he's like looking down and then he he's making these faces I mean I mean what faces do you make oh faces and he continues to it, it instead of stopping he like continues to like ejaculate on her chest a, a lot more than expect it, like it's kind of it's kind of comical so it's, he's getting his peter north on for those who don't know that's a porn reference you know if you don't know it google it probably don't google it unless you want you know you know unless you want that kind of stuff to show up in your in your browser history uh but yeah let's lean, lean this to say he 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 makes a mess on her chest, but then he immediately is like, oh, he starts to clean it up, and then they hug. Yeah, and he, he has no, he doesn't care that, like, you know, whatever's on her chest is going to get on his shirt, because he still has a shirt on, even though she doesn't. Um, and I believe at this point, um, he says to her, and I, what was it he was saying? Um, trying to, excuse me, as I move the stuff around, that is me moving a mouse around in the background, yes, accurately. As I look up things to talk about in real time, uh, about this about this uh, <laughs> this porn movie, it's not a porn, softcore, but you know. Um, uh, hopefully, this is uh, educational um, on some level. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she says. Uh, I think he says something like, "Life is a learning process," uh, and, and then she tells him to come back again, uh, kisses him on the cheek. Uh, and then she sort of like looks at the camera, like breaking kind of like the third wall, blinking her eyes. And then we see uh, uh, Sachiko walking uh, around sort of somewhere in Tokyo downtown. Um, and, and she's just walking around amongst the people. And we get the sort of, you know, the Tokyo shot, which is in, in all Japanese movies filmed around where, you know, you're just, just a person walking downtown amongst all the people. Uh, and then we see a scene where we see her walk into a restaurant and she, there's only three people inside the restaurant. There's a guy who's like the restaurant owner who's like mopping up. And then there's two men having a conversation at a table and Sachiko goes to sit at a table by the wall and she, she orders like some, some sort of like, I think she orders like coffee. In fact, I think at first she orders, uh, a latte but then changes it to like a macchiato again this is according to the subtitles um i don't know then she receives a phone call and it's her her boss i don't know if this is her pimp i'm assuming i mean or maybe she works for some sort of call girl service uh but apparently um he's asking her where she's at and she says she's at this cafe and, and it's the wrong cafe um and she's having problems with her cell phone at that point and she like trips because the guy, remember, the guy was mopping the floor. So she like slips and falls over uh, the chair of one of the men who's having the, the two men, like I already said, who are having the conversation. She falls over his chair, uh, which in doing so, 
when she when she does this, when she falls over this man's chair and sort of, you know, interrupts their conversation, he gets he gets up to like kind of like move her away and something falls out. It's the, it's the cylinder uh, as described in um, in the synopsis. It's this little metallic cylinder which does contain George W. Bush's finger. Um, we don't know that yet, obviously, but it was in the bag that the guy had. It gets kicked across the room over, you know, over against like under some table. Um, the guy's kind of rude. He just shoves her out the way. Then the, 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 the store, the, the, the restaurant owner comes, helps Sachiko. She goes, sits back at her table. Uh, she's still on her cell phone having a conversation with her boss. And then the men at the table, one guy, he looks again, this guy looks like he's like, He's a white guy, some sort of European guy. Can't quite tell, but he's definitely not Japanese. And the guy sitting across from is an Asian man who we discover is North Korean. We don't know that yet, but he's asking him, you know, where's where the item is at this point, which is the cylinder. He doesn't have it. He looks in his bag. It's not there. This makes the guy mad. He pull, He stands up, pulls a gun out and shoots the guy. And when he does this, Sachiko, for some reason, decides to get up, stand up very prominently with her little flip phone and take a video of this guy being shot um, and then he shoots the guy and Shachiko and they both fall to the floor the restaurant guy comes out of course obviously he's freaking out like what are you why did you do that what are you doing he goes uh, the, the the North Korean guy with the gun goes to check the the guy's pockets to look for again the cylinder he doesn't find it the restaurant owner is checking on Sachiko he sees she has a bullet hole in her head but her eyes open, and then the store owner is, like, asking her if she's all right. She sits up. She says she's fine. And he's like, you're bleeding. I mean, she has a fucking bullet hole in her head. But somehow, somehow, um, she's managed to survive this shot directly in the middle of her forehead. And she starts to walk out the store. Uh, again, the store owner follows after her with his bag. Because he wants to call her an ambulance, but she just, she's like, no, I'm fine. Um, he gives her her bag. He picks up the cylinder, too, which is un that had been kicked under the table, puts it in her bag, gives it to Sachiko. And Sachiko just kind of walks away, walking like a zombie, literally like a zombie through Tokyo. Um, and again, like I said, um, this is a strange movie. If, 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 if you don't know it's a strange movie at this point, after me sort of giving you a brief description of it, then... Um, you might have a bullet in your head, like like Sachiko, and you might want to go get that looked at because you don't quite understand what's going on. But we see Sachiko sort of, again, walking around, and it's sort of we get a little bit of a blurred perspective. It's supposed to be her POV of, of sort of Tokyo where it's like everything seems blurred, and it's just it's, it's her. We, we, we watch the sort of the, the perspective lower and it's she because she sits down on a curb. And then she's approached by a police officer who's asking her what's wrong. And we see Sachiko sort of just looking up at the police officer, completely sort of, you know, brain dead, for lack of a better word. Um, and she should be. I mean, she has a bullet in her head. Right. And then it goes right back to the restaurant where we see the owner and the, the North Korean guy uh, cleaning up the body. Uh, we, we find he, and now the North Korean guy is looking for the cylinder and the guy, 
the the restaurant owner asks him what he's looking for, and he tells him. And then this is when he uh, tells him what happened because he says the woman took it with her. He's like, "What do you mean the woman took it with her?" And he explains to him like, you know that like you know that sil- that silver cylinder. I get I thought it was hers, and I put it in her bag. And uh, then he walks up to him and he says, "Why would you do that?" He literally hems him up by the collar. Um, and the and, and again the restaurant owner says you know I, I don't know like and then he's like you know you're my old classmate you know so I'm just letting you use my you know my cafe so let's like just you know just do me a favor and just don't mess my cafe up anymore all right you know and the North Korean guy sort of recomposes himself says okay pulls his gun out shoots him dead you know again this is uh you know <laughs> this is how it goes right this guy just shoots people and then you know he. He walks out of the he walks out of the cafe, uh, w- and we assume that he's he's going to you know, uh, which he is he's going to look for uh, Sachiko. Uh, but before he leaves the cafe, he decides, or something dawns on him. Actually, it's not that he decides. He and he turns back around, walks back over to the table, and picks up uh, Sachiko's dropped cell phone under the table you know because again she was shot in the head and she dropped her cell phone um so he has her cell phone then we go back to sachiko who's in i'm assuming the apartment of the cop and the cop is having sex with her again this is very uh it's fucked up because the cop we see the cop you know he's still got his cop's hat on and his shirt but he's completely naked from the bottom and he's on the bed Humping, humping a basically a mindless, brain dead, shot in the head, Sachiko, and like um, the scene is played for comedy. It's clearly like you know it's rapey. I mean, let's be real. Uh, this is, I mean, she's not. It's again the scene is played for comedy. This is made in the early two thousands. This is Japan. This is a pink film. This isn't a movie that you're gonna. This isn't the type of thing that you would see. Uh, to today from a especially from an American movie um uh maybe you would see it in sort of the sort of subgenre but again like again it goes with this prolonged humping scene where she's clearly lost and then we see her look up and again he she looks up at him um and through her POV it's still blurred because every time they you know show her POV uh post this initial uh bullet wound shot to the head it's completely blurred and out of focus, you know. Um, so she's looking up at the police officer who's blurred. And then we see, uh, again, another instance of a, a, a of a ejaculation, money shot. Okay, let's be really. He's, and we see sort of him blurred and then white fluid kind of spray the lens. Um, yeah, again. This is this is the movie we're, we're, this is the movie I decided to talk about. Uh, so at this point, if you're not into this, you're not into it. Um, <laughs> um, this can be watched, and you can laugh at this movie because it's so it is a, it is. Let me just say this: this is a satire. This is sort of sat, a satire uh, in the vein of like a Doctor Strange Love. Is it as quality? As, is it as high quality as a Doctor Strange Love? Absolutely not. But it has aspirations to be that. And honestly, it's made with far less money. Um, it's made not by Kubrick. And it's made as a softcore Japanese pink movie. So when I say Strange Love, 
just understand that I'm not making a direct comparison to Strange Love, only in the fact that like these are both kind of satires about war and nuclear uh, nuclear weapon. Then you know, but this one is done for uh, the early 2000s as opposed to back when you know uh, Kubrick made Strange Love when there was you know a whole different kind of fear about the nuclear uh, uh, the nuclear bomb, right? Um, so yeah, just 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 let me just me putting that into sort of into some context and me sort of saying that. So after that happens, we go back to the sort of the uh, the North Korean guy, uh, uh, and again I think his name may, might be might be Toshio, I believe. He's a, he he's goes he manages to find uh, he manages to find Sachiko's apartment. He goes inside. Obviously she's not there. Her apartment's a mess. Then we go back to Sachiko again, played for comedic. This point is we see her sit up in the bed, a uh, bullet hole in her head, face covered in dry cum. Um, yeah, and it's so literally it's 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 dripping from her face to her chest. She's completely nude. Uh, her eyes are closed. She gets up, walks naked across the room. Um, we see her uh, looking in the mirror drying herself off with a towel. She finally opens her eyes and she's startled because she has a bullet hole in her head, right? And she's, so she's like in the mirror, naked with the towel and she's looking at the, the bullet hole and she says, what happened to me? She's very confused. Um, and this is the moment where she, she takes, uh, I believe, a pencil um, out of her bag, um, goes back over to the mirror and sticks the pencil. It's a short pencil. I think it's like an eye pencil for some sort of like eye pencil for like you know makeup or whatever. She sticks. We. It's it's a scene that's like a very extreme close up, uh, with some kind of like really bad makeup kind of really. But you know the effects that aren't aren't what this movie. In fact, the the let me say this. The the cheaper the effect, uh, the more that the movie sort of focuses on it for comedic at for comedic sort of uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for 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 comedic effect, right? Uh, the effect for comedic effect. Wow, Ryan, you need to expand your vocabulary. Uh, yeah. So she sticks this pencil into her head, and um, she's pushing it as far as farther and farther, sort of slowly. And then it has this cool. It cuts to this cool, like uh, animation, if you even want to call it that. It's more like a a uh, still image that uh, is anim is kind of animated where it's like of a brain, which more it looks more like a, a, a watercolor or a, a Rorschach blot that's in color instead of black, but it's clearly a brain. And we see a bullet um, and we see the pencil being inserted in the brain and the tip of the pencil is pushing the bullet. And as it pushes the bullet, we watch the brain it's sort of like it's somewhat psychedelic. So it's like it, and it's not even somewhat. It, it def, definitely psychedelic. The brain is flashing different colors across the screen as the pencil pushes the bullet, and all the way to the back of like, or not all the way to the back, but to to sort of like the middle of her brain. And as 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 it's pushed to the middle of the brain, we get this completely uh, 
definitely psychedelic moment, you know, where it's like it shows an eye superimposed over top of her and it's colors and flashing. And it's again, it's like her pushing this bullet further awakens like the third eye of uh, Sachiko and, and essentially unlocks sort of, for lack of a better word, her genius but it also gives her sort of like the ability to sort of see into the future it's not quite clear right but immediately because you but the but the reason we know this right is because immediately following this her pushing the bullet further into her brain and hitting the middle of her brain and unlocking and triggering this whole sort of uh super brain power we see her outside writing in chalk like she's fucking doing some sort of equation, like Goodwill Hunting, like the scene in Goodwill Hunting where he's he's writing on the board, right? And she's talking about like the abstract form of the universe, and she's thinking she's just she's writing this out on a on a wall in chalk, and 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 she's again now it's it's played for comedic fare too because some of the stuff that she's saying is quite no, is nonsense, but and then she's approached by a young woman who asks her if she's okay because she's like at this point Sachiko like sort of breaks down. And when she looks at the woman, um, we, we cut to a scene that seems very random where she's standing at this, the woman. We see the woman who, who, who's checking on Sachiko. We see her on, on a rooftop with a man. And she's telling the man that they need to end their relationship. And then he like aggressively starts to like grab on her and kiss her. And she's like telling him to stop. And then he starts choking her. And again, we're like, we don't quite understand what's happening. But he's like choking the life out of her. And he goes to like lift her up. And then it cuts to her, uh, her, her bent over in panties, her ass completely showing in the scene. Um, and we see sh her head is between the guy's legs and on the roof. He's smoking a cigarette. His pants are down. She has nothing but panties on. She's going down on him. He pulls her up. They start making out. Um, and yeah, he's again like. Then they show they show they show him uh, with her again on the rooftop, and he's got her leg up. They're having sex. It cuts to a different series of different sexual, uh, uh, I guess, moments with this with this with this couple on this rooftop. It's a series of different ones. And again, this is a pink film, so they're using any moment they can to show sex. It's just an excuse to show sex. And what? And then and then ultimately the scene ends while him looking as and we see her POV falling from the building as he's staring at her. And then it cuts back to Sachiko. And and uh, Sachiko tells the woman, um, I'm okay, but I think she says, but you should end that relationship soon. And she gets up and runs her way, and the woman just sort of stares at her as she walks away. So this is the movie's way of saying that somehow, not only is Sachiko smart because she's writing out complex equations on a fucking concrete wall with a fucking piece of chalk contemplating the universe but she can somehow like when people touch her she can see in the past in the future i mean again guys this movie's you gotta get this movie is like yo if you if you if you're not into this movie by now i mean if you haven't bailed whatever i mean some some people won't bail just for the for the for the for the the soft coreness again this is a soft core movie so Sachiko, she walks away from this woman. Um, we see her walking through like a uh, tunnel and there's an old man sitting next to a, basically a, 
a uh, tarp with some books laid out on it. He's like selling books on you know in in this tunnel, and uh, Sachiko starts to to read some of the books. Um, and the guy says no reading for free. And then like he sees as she's like bent down reading the books, her legs are open. He can see her panties through her skirt, and then in this very pervy kind of way he's like oh well i guess it's okay then um and then she's like reading books that are in different languages he notices and she's like can you understand that and she's like speed reading them and she's like this is very fun this is very interesting and she's like flipping through all these books and then it cuts to sort of uh her sitting down with the man they're both reading i think he's got a magazine it looks like he has some sort of uh uh, i don't know maybe it's a like a porn magazine or something she's like reading she's like completely like engaged in this novel of some kind um and uh he's like you look like this girl in this photo and he's like i don't know if it's supposed to be her or not for real but she she asked him did the man do you know the count of sandwich invented sandwiches and then he says of course again it's, it's funny it's kind of it's very comedic and then she like stands up and she says like it's, don't you think that's incredible? Like the, and then we see her in a library talking about like the wisdom of humankind, and she starts name dropping like Aristotle and Shakespeare and Dante, and then like just saying random facts like E equals M C square and uh, stuff about like Noam Chomsky and like Kirk, uh, Kierkegaard, just, like just name dropping philosophers. It's kind of word salad. Like you could get you get the point that like. Uh, this is just like a, a softcore movie, and it's just like okay, well, let, let's just like a let's like name drop all of these sort of uh, well-known names that like kind of like smart types of people, or you know, people who think they're smart, uh, kind of tend to drop. Um. And then she like is reading a book, and then she like rips a page out and starts eating it, and and then she's like, I think it's like a metaphysical reality. She's reading by this professor. Uh, uh, which uh, we're going to meet, um, which which is why they highlight it, because like it shows the uh, the cover of the book again of the page she's eating, and it's called Metaphysical Reality by uh, Toshio uh, Sakai. So yeah, yeah, that's what it was, Sakai, right? Sakai, yeah, that's that's a. I was calling the North Korean guy Toshio, but no, that's the name of the professor. The professor is the the one who's named Toshio. But speaking of that guy, as as she's in the library eating book pages. They go back to the North Korea guy who's still at her apartment, which is a complete mess. He's just sitting there completely like this woman is a slob. Like he he, he, calm, he starts like to pick up the trash. He's like, there's just food everywhere, laundry everywhere. And he starts to pick up because he has nothing else to do. He's just waiting for her to come back because he knows she has the cylinder. Um, and then we see uh, Sachiko walking on a college campus and like into this sort of giant brick building um where the professor which we don't immediately know this is who he is but we kind of put it together pretty fast the professor's there like reading a paper at his desk and sachiko you know says his name professor you know uh he looks up and she says that she's read his thesis and he asks you know like well what well, what can i do for you and she like gives him his book and she tells him like something like you know your views on metaphysical uh, reality like or there's an overemphasis. I think what she says. I I, I tried to like uh, make some notes about this again. I, you know what's funny? Trying to make some notes about a softcore pinku movie. <laughs> 
Oh my God! Like you know, sometimes I ask myself, like, what am I doing? Like you know, um, I'm make I'm, I notes about a song, like, bruh. Again, the fact that I'm even uh, doing an episode about this <laughs> and have notes, uh, uh, written any kind of notes is funny. But she says something like, uh, he's he has an over an overemphasis on uh, evidential rationalism. And that's what the that's what the uh, the actual subtitle says. If you really think about overemphasis, evidential evidential rationalism, I feel like that's a little bit of a sort of lost in translation kind of. Because if you were even to say put those words in a string of a sentence, like you wouldn't say them like that. You would say there's an overemphasis on evidential rationalism. That's I don't know. Um, and again, it's kind of like word salad, like. Uh, you know, people aren't here to, to, to discuss any sort of uh, theories, philosophies, uh, any of that. This is a this is a softcore movie. Um, but again, she's like on top of his desk saying random things like, you know, can a binary and structure can a binary structure explain the universe? And then like the of course, the professor's like, yo, well, he's like looking at her at her breast because she has this very revealing plunging top, you know. And he's like, you have a very interesting point as he's like staring and make again, like doing this sort of for those who don't watch, you know, like manga. I mean, not watch manga. You read manga. But for those who watch like who read manga and watch anime, like he's doing that kind of thing that you see in like manga and anime where he's like, oh, 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 like, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to like not look at her breast, but is failing miserably. He's like, oh. Would you like some coffee? You know, like that, that's how his voice sounds, right? He's asking for some coffee. Uh, he's clearly like hot and bothered. And she's, she like climbs down off his desk. Um, and, you know, uh, he he's like quickly like tries to like clean himself up. She pours herself some coffee uh, and him some coffee. Um, and then she asks him uh, how much sugar. And he says no sugar for him. So she starts to pour sugar in her cup. And I need to take a sip of my coffee while I talk about coffee. One second. Yeah. Um, so she's like pouring sugar into her cup. And she's like uh, talking about uh, Descartes and just, you know, again, random sort of some of it makes sense. But I feel like some of it is just babble. You know, she talks about chaos theory and stuff. again, it makes no sense. Right. Uh, and, and again, that's just says again, she talks, she names drops Kierkegaard again. And, and he's like, you know. He's like, what are you doing? Because she takes a sip of the coffee and he's like that, like she says the coffee has no much, no taste at all. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's like way too much sugar. You put way too much sugar in there. But she she says she can't taste it at all. So she tries to put some cream in the coffee and she opens a little creamer and it like, again, very suggestively or just blatantly, not, you know, like squirts some creamer onto her, her chest, which uh, he... The professor is like, oh, 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 we'll clean it up. And he grabs a, a, a napkin and he's literally cleaning her breast. And then she shoves his his face into her her, her breast and like uh, <laughs> holding it there while she's talking to him. And finally, she lets go. He comes up for air and he's like uh, staring at her. And again, he looks like a, a, a fucking a, a live action uh, anime guy. His eyes are wide. He's like, oh, oh and she's still saying nonsense talking about situationalism and, and practicalism again <laughs> it's this movie's absurd uh and this and then he just loses it and just puts starts to kiss her on the breast 
And yes, what happens is what you expect. Another sex scene happens between uh, b- between Sachiko and the professor. Um, and I will say this: um, as this scene plays out, you know, it's 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 played for comedy too, and it's played to titillate. No pun intended. Like because she's talking about like Melville's argument and Moby Dick, and and again, like all of these things that they're 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 all of these name drops and all these references are so fucking random and and sort of kind of meaningless. Like again, like it's not. I think that's kind of the point too. Like again, this is a this is a satire too. This is a film that is very satirical. Uh, so like even it's you know even the things like the, how they depict people who are supposed to be smart, I feel like is done this way on purpose, right? Like where it's just like. It's a lot of just this is the, a smart person says this right this is and they're kind of making fun of it right they're kind of like this is stupid like um but yeah this this and like i said she says that she can't i already mentioned this she says that she can't taste now she's put all this sugar in her uh coffee right and she can't taste it now this is going to be uh, a recurring thing throughout the rest of the movie where Sachiko, because of the bullet in her head, has some sort of delayed uh, sensations, like sensations, like whether it's touch or taste, uh, you get the sense that her senses, because of her, her sixth sense that she has, right? This is what I was able to sort of deduce from what the filmmakers are trying to... Uh, imply is that because of this bullet wound or bullet literal literal bullet in her skull pushed to the center of her brain uh unlocking these uh new powers this new ability this new part of her brain that she has access to uh and this might have to do with time too that you know that like she's experiencing things um, her senses are delayed, like I said, like, so there will be moments where, like, she's not able to taste all the sugar in the coffee when she drinks it, but then maybe a little bit later, an hour later, maybe even a day later, then she can, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, it's too sweet, you know, or, you know, uh, or it's, it's, a, it's a delayed effect, and this happens uh, with sex, too, where, like, she's having sex with people, and, you know, they're getting pleasure and she's just sort of like having the sex with them. But then later on, like all of a sudden she starts to feel uh, herself having sex, which happened previously with the scene that she's already shown. So she starts to moan and, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, uh, touch herself. And it's very, it's played for comedic effect again, like a lot of this movie uh, does. It plays with you know, sort of, um, it's simultaneously cracking a joke and being sort of perverted, but also sort of had this weird sort of meta commentary. Um, but yeah, the scene with the professor sex scene, you know, she's saying all these random things, like talking about paradise lost. Uh, he's like, she's like at some, at a certain point, like she starts going down on him and he's like, you've got a point. And he's making the, the anime face. Oh, uh, again, the whole scene, you know, I don't need to dwell on like what happens. It's a sex scene. Like literally there's every sex scene in with, with Sachiko specifically goes on 
um, you you get the sense it goes on as long as the the director uh, can uh, uh, you know get away with with because you know um, and let's talk about the director a little bit uh, because I feel like I haven't talked about him a lot I mean and we'll get back I'll get back on on track to the movie but uh, what's very interesting looking into sort of uh, Mitsuro Miike right um, he was uh, part of a prominent uh, group of pink film directors they were like a collective and they were known as uh the uh what was it the seven lucky gods of pink uh which is the the sitcha or, or the uh the sitcha fuku yujin yeah sitcha fuku yujin um which is a uh sitcha fu sitcha yugen is literally is uh seven lucky gods of fortune right um it's like a japanese mythology um and and again, I kind of I briefly looked into sort of that, which again, it's like it's it's part of like you know Japanese mythology and folklore. This uh, Sichifuku Yugen, um, but these these pink film directors, uh, the seven lucky gods of pink, are what you would think seven different directors who all directed uh, pink films. Um, and then this just shows you sort of like uh, how specific of a niche that pink film was. Like I think. Um, uh, Mitsuro Miyuki even won a, uh, a Pink Grand Prix best film, like best debut film in 1997 for like the movies called Nurse Uniform Diary two or three times while I'm wet. <laughs> Again, this is opening up, delving into these types of movies opens up a whole other like kind of world that like most people um even myself are like i've known about pink movies i've watched a few um but even me like this was like news to me when i actually started to do a little a little bit of like research into sort of this filmmaker uh, after watching this movie um but yeah he 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 he's very a very uh well known in this circle again, not well known enough to be considered like one of the seven <laughs> lucky gods of pink, right? Um, but yeah, like these 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 sort of like softcore erotic productions, as some people like to call them. Um, I mean, you know, like it's just very interesting because I take a shot. I've said it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's ways that you could like look at these movies and completely write them off. You could completely write them off, and you would, in in many respects, you would be right to write them off because they are what they are. You know what I mean? But in being what they are, and I've made this point several times on this podcast, right? Sometimes in just being the thing that you are, uh, you're able to transcend it, right? Um, and I do feel like this is one of those movies that despite it being very overtly on the surface, just a softcore movie, um, and it trying not to, trying not to sort of like make it this arty thing, but yet infuse it with sort of uh, satire and, and social kind of commentary, and even social commentary is probably a little bit, a little bit giving it probably too much, uh, credit, you know what I mean, in terms of like uh, the fact that it mentions George W. Bush, and in uh, one of the plot points is that uh, she has a finger um, of George Bush's that is being 
looked for by spies, uh, specifically the North Korean spy. Um, and I haven't really hit on that yet, but uh, the finger um, of George Bush, uh, which which I'll talk about a little bit more. It's kind of funny the whole the way that that plays out too. Uh, but yeah, um, where was I? Yeah, I mean that, that in terms of of terms of the filmmaker, I mean I didn't I didn't do too much of a deep dive other than like I just thought it was very interesting that he's part of this this collective the seven uh, the seven uh, lucky gods of pink. Um, but yeah, so the scene with the professor kind of you know it climaxes no pun intended you know or they're having sex and talking about like fucking Noam Chomsky and all kinds of shit um and then at, the, at once 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 the professor's you know you know basically done um he I, he basically invites Sachiko like he's first he's, he has some remorse because he's like sitting there with her she's completely naked he's completely clothed for some reason and he's saying to her like I love my wife. I ha I uh, you know um I'm, uh, I shouldn't have done. But you know like he he's a married man. So I guess this this is his this is his way of sort of trying to make it right, right? Where he's like um I he, I I'm trying to remember exactly what he says at this point. But like he he's sitting there with her. And again it's very funny the way the way the way that it's just them in a framed in a shot, right? And he's explaining to her like that uh he's married he loves his wife but can i see you sometimes and then at that point when he asks can he see her sometimes uh she starts to say that it's too sweet it's too sweet the aftertaste in my mouth and that's when she's finally tasting the coffee like after they've had sex and then he says you put too much sugar in your coffee and she like literally runs off and he was like but that and as she's sitting there he's like but that was like a half an hour ago right um and he's sort of like contemplating like like what the, what that means, and then we see like Sachiko running naked across the screen in a very comedic way. But um, what I what I was trying to mention before I cut myself off was he suggests that uh, he 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 can still that him and Sachiko can still see each other, like even though he's married from time to time. He just wants her to be a side piece, right? And then it immediately cuts to like Sachiko uh, dressed in a sort of very uh, conservative outfit with a Band-Aid covering her her bullet wound. And she's standing there holding some textbooks. And we see the professor uh, sitting on his knees with his wife in their house. And he's making this introduction. He says, this is, uh, tells his wife, this is Sachiko and I. Um, and that basically she audits his seminars. And, and he was, her house was blown away by a tornado. He tells his wife, <laughs> complete lies, right? And uh, his wife is like, oh, what? My, her house is blown away by a tornado? And then, like, um, Sachiko says, I'm okay now, you know. Um, and more or less, like, uh, you know, that everything's fine. You know, I, I'm just happy to be... She says something stupid, like something about her Aunt Emily's loving eyes or some shit. <laughs> um, and then that's when the professor says she, uh, she'll stay with them for a while and be their son's tutor, uh, Mamuro. Mamuro's tutor, right? Uh so the wife is like, she mentions that, you know, their son is very like antisocial and shy. Um, and then and then she proceeds to do something very, very Japanese where she says, you're going to have trouble dealing with him. And she uh, starts to bow to her. Please take good care of him. And at the same time, the professor does. And they're both like bowing to her, 
you know, in, basically in a very Japanese way. Like, <laughs> and then we see like the son. Uh, we meet meet the son. She's like uh, tutoring him, right? Um, and she's talking random things about like like dopamine and shit. And the kid is like, uh, you know, what? Why do I have to know all this? And, and she's like, you know, and the kid is like, we live in a world where like missiles might attack us at any given moment. And she's like, missiles. He's like, yeah. Like, there's. She says something about like the world. You know, our, our city is targeted by ICBMs, and everyone knows that, but no one will admit it. And I think Sachiko says, you're right, you know, and then she tells him that, like, you know, um, but if you don't do this work, you know, you won't be accepted by a university. Uh, so you need to, like, basically do the work. And, you know, the kid is like, you know, like, why bother? But Sachiko is like, you know, kind of agree with you. But, like, at the same time, you know, uh, she's, she's enlightened, you remember? She's got a bullet in her head. So she's, like, kicking to him some sort of, like, bullshit, you know, kind of, like, pseudo-philosophy, you know, about what's real and what's not real. Um, and then she, like, puts his, his hand on her chest, you know, right across her breast, and he could feel her heartbeat, right? Um, and she's staring at him, you know, kind of, like, with, like, seductive eyes. This is a young guy, so he's immediately, like, he's... Well, he's he's clearly nervous and clearly a virgin. And so she like puts her hand or his hand uh, on her breast directly, right? And then she says, uh, he, he asks her if sex real. And then she says something to the effect of the pleasure of it is great, even if it's not real, if, even if it's virtual. Again, meaningless gibberish, right? <laughs> but... Uh, the kid goes to put his other hand on her other breast and she takes, first she smacks his hand away as he reaches for her other breast, then takes his other hand off of her other breast <laughs> and tells him, no, not until you get the next question right, right? So this is her tutoring method. Her tutoring method is more or less with, with their son is like, if you get questions right, then I'll let you, you know, get, I'll let you, you know, go to second base, third base, what all the way, you know, like she's basically, you know, his incentive is her body. Um, and, and you, you really want to like contemplate the morality of that, given that this is clearly like a kid in school, it looks like he's in high school, but she's a whole grown adult, but she's a call girl. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it's kind of wild. It's wild shit. And then after that scene, we see like the North Korean spy guy still at Sachiko's house going through her laundry finds a pair of her panties, he sniffs it, very James Elroy uh, style, panty sniffing, shout out to James Elroy, <laughs> oh, real pervert hours, this is what, this is what, we, this is what he's on right now, real pervert hours, um, and then, like, someone comes to the door, um, he pulls his gun out, opens the door, it's a package delivery guy, uh, he asks for him to sign for this package, but he needs the signature, so he sets his gun on the package, which immediately the package guy looks at uh, as he's signing it, and then the guy kind of looks up at him as he's looking at the gun, and then he he shoots him, right? And, <laughs> and he's like, you really scared me, after the gun goes off, and he says, ouch, and he falls down, and then we see the dead package man, like, basically folded up in the tub, inside of Sachiko's house where the uh, North Korean man has put his body. 
he opens the package and it's a package from Sachiko's mother. There's a letter in there which says, like, you know, here's some fish and uh, some there's some other items in there. But his mom, her mom sends her some fish to eat, basically. And, and the letter also asks Sachiko to come visit uh, or stay for for the summer or, or something like something around if I remember correctly like uh, you know something like I hope you're well and healthy and like her hit her dad has stopped drinking um, it's rice and fish again like I said and like yeah or it's come home for the New Year's holiday that's what it was yeah come home for the New Year's holiday uh, and, and then like we see that the guy has made the rice for himself and the fish for himself uh, basically that Sachiko's mother sent her um, and uh, he's eating the fish by himself in the rice by himself alone in her apartment and this is like this guy has been posted up the whole movie pretty much once he's figured out who she was and got her phone in the restaurant um, he's just been there like hoping that she would like just come back and at the same time we see Sachiko back with the professor the wife and their son at the dinner table, they are all praying over food, uh, and as they start to eat it, um, everyone is, starts to like react as they try to eat this food that's way too spicy, way too much. Except for Sachi, except for Sachiko. So Sachiko's made the food, and again, Sachiko, because of her senses, she can't taste it. Right? She's eating it fine, and everyone's like, "It's hot." They're like literally covering their mouth, and they're like, "She's just eating it fine." They're like, "It's too spicy." The, like the sun is like coughing and she's just like shoveling it away. Right. So, and then I think even the sun like tries hers thinking like, well, she's eating hers fine. Maybe it's just ours. And then he eats it and immediately no, like it's just hers is spicy too. But again, she's at the delayed spice. But at the same time, as this is happening, uh, she starts to have a flashback. She starts to feel hands on her breast and she immediately starts to relive the sex that the professor had with her back at his office she's now finally feeling it and she's like freaking out rubbing all over her body and and mentioning Noam Chomsky which it's <laughs> very funny he's like Noam Chomsky uh especially in the fact that like you know Noam Chomsky uh you know with the new sort of revelation that you know his, his connection to Epstein and more or less Chomsky has become like a sort of you know, as he's gotten older, it's become more like he's more of a figure who you're like, you know, fuck him. Like he used to be, you know, more revered on the on, on in left circles. But now I'm kind of like, you know, you know, Foucault kind of won that debate that they had. You know, uh, <laughs> I kind of sound like uh, this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Chomsky fan, especially late in life Chomsky. Um, any, you know, uh. Yeah, I mean, I did read Manufacturing Consent, but yeah, anyways. Um, but yeah, she runs out of the room. Um, the professor's like calls after her. His wife looks at him like kind of like, yeah, what, what, what are you talking about? And then we see the son sort of studying um, and she walks in um, from, I guess, from the shower, like drying her hair and nothing but shirt and an underwear. And she picks up the book he's reading. You're reading the white book. And she's like, yeah, I'm interested in military defense. She lays across the bed in some uh, uh, underwear, and he's talking about, like, Russian ICPMs, and my phone is dinging in the background, uh, as usual for this podcast. <laughs> uh, and there's this whole, like, discussion about, like, military occupation and, and missiles that, you know, um, it's not really a discussion, it's more like, 
uh, an excuse for for Sachiko to lay on the bed and talk about the Bush administration with this young boy and neoconservatism and the military war industry. And uh, he says something like, your learning curve is so steep. And uh, I think she says, like, it's time for Japan to come up with a nuclear strategic defense concept. <laughs> Again, this movie's goofy. And the kid, like, shakes her hand and is like, you're amazing. Like, it's goofy as fuck. Uh, and then it goes right back to the North Korean guy who's has Sachiko's phone and he's looking at all these selfies she took. You know, and some of these selfies are like her nude, you know, posing with her finger in her mouth and her breast out. And, and then we see that he's like literally beating off in the dark, looking at her, her photos um, on her phone, um, vigorously, like vigorously doing it. it. Again, it's very, yeah, this movie... <laughs> It's funny though. This is a funny moment. Like just the way the way it's even shot. Everything about it is just silly, right? This dude is like obsessing about Sachiko because uh, he has she has the finger, but also he's been staying at her house the whole time. And I guess this is the point where he decides to leave. He like puts the phone down and finally uh, decides to go. I guess leave her place and go search for her because she's clearly not showing up, right? Um, but. Uh, he puts the phone down and we see we see the reason that he's put the phone down and walk in his walking out um, of the place is because he came across the the picture that she took of him shooting the man in her and I guess at her I don't know if it was at her uh, it might have been the last shot because it's like the muzzle flask and it's pointing that toward the camera so maybe it's when he shot her because like when he walks out of the house that's the last image that the, it, it cuts to a close-up of um, and then we see Sa- Sachi uh Sachi, Sachiko, like running through, uh, it's the daytime. She's running somewhere through Japan and she's talking about it's hot because she can finally, it's the next day and she can taste all the hot and spicy food that she ate, uh, previously, um, which she couldn't in the moment. And she stops and starts drinking some water out of this, uh, water spout thing that's, uh, outside of someone's house. Um, and she's like sitting there. And someone says, uh, uh, red alert. And she's like looking around and she's like, red alert. And she's looking again. And that's when she notices that it's actually coming from inside the water bucket. And she looks down and she sees uh, George W. Bush in the bottom reflection of the water bucket. And he's like, I'm the 43rd president of the United States. And it's actually, it's funny the way they shoot this, right? Because it's just some guy with a paper George Bush mask over his face talking in Japanese, but doing a George W. Bush accent. (laughs) And he's telling her stuff like, it's time for you to act. And she's like, why me? Leave me alone. And he's like, no, go ahead and see what you have in your left pocket. And that's when she finally pulls a cylinder out. And it's... And he says that it's something in there. And we see, you know, obviously we know what it is. He explains to her what it is. It's his finger. And she's like, we, this is the first time we really see the finger. Because he like, she like unscrews the finger till it pops up like a piece of, like, like a lipstick. Like a stick of lipstick. And the finger's red and it's fingernails painted like with the uh, stars and stripes, right? The bars and stars. And he, t- he tells her like it's a clone of his finger. And basically, you know, this finger... Someone cloned it uh, so that, like, they could use it to sort of press, you know, activate, you know, the nuclear missile. Like, it needs the fingerprint, right? Um, but she, like, freaks out, 
throws the finger, but then the finger like starts to move by itself and talk, and it's like, or, or it's George Bush talking, and the finger's floating, and it's like, you can't escape from me. She kicks the, the, the water bucket over and runs away to some random rooftop, right? And then this whole scene plays out where the finger's following her up to the roof, and then the finger, okay, so at this moment, guys, um, what happens? <laughs> the finger is like following her. She's like, backs up. She's got her skirt on. He's saying, you're naughty, Mr. President. She's saying that or whatever. And the fingers like comes towards her. And then like a TV uh, on wheels is wheeled over. And then the screen, on the screen, we see again, George Bush, which is just some Japanese guy with a paper George Bush mask over his face at a podium. And he says, like, I demand you be inspected. We're, we're not waiting for the uh, the UN's decision to do this inspection again. <laughs> and then the finger, uh, like, jumps onto her thighs. And then he starts making, like, finger motions with his finger. And the finger goes in her panties and inside of her. And, again, she's, like, reacting. And he's like, I'm going in deep. And, yeah, yes, this movie is... Yes, it's, tr- it's trash cinema, people. It's it's a pink film. So she's like rolling around and the fingers inside of her. And, and this whole scene plays out with like this pretty surreal looking image of this George W. Bush face over this guy on this TV screen. And he's making these fingering motions with his finger. And she's like moaning. And he's telling her he's she's getting better. It's, you know, this is like the, the Bush technique and it's getting better and better, right? And it's it's really he says he's found that again he says he found the G spot. She's very performative. Uh, let's just say that the actress is really like doing the moaning and whining, and it's and then she's like seeing like random like images of like uh, military actions and like uh, peace signs and like a people in the field it's just random right like and then as she's doing this she's like taking off her clothes uh we see like a statue of saddam being pulled down um and dragged by the people in iraq and beat you know um and then i think uh it cuts to the footage of uh george w bush giving the speech that he he's like walking across this sort of uh the naval airship and he's giving his speech you know uh, on screen and it's literally him but like when he's talking we hear him sp- we see him speak but it's overdubbed in Japanese and even the subtitles don't really match what he's actually saying <laughs> uh you know um it it, it it it's very surreal uh it's a surreal moment um in this movie for sure uh and i feel like yeah, it just has to be seen. Like I could, I could go, I could go on, but as you can see, uh, or as you can hear uh, by my description, it's a pretty fucking bonkers uh, moment in the movie, in a, in a movie that's already up to this point very, very, very bonkers, right? Like, and I won't, you know, I won't dwell too much on sort of. I feel like up to this point, you know, I've been talking for an hour about this movie. And like I've gotten all the way to this point where where she's being fingered by a cloned George W. Bush finger. Um, it is probably one of the more memorable moments in the movie because it really amps up again. It amps up the surrealist imagery, where to the point where like again you just see her completely naked writhing on the the roof of this building with a man with a George W. Bush 
paper mask over his face, talking to her as she's, you know, basically orgasming. Um, and it's again, it's a very, it's a very Japanese pink film kind of scene. Like, and then finally, when she's she has climax, we see the finger just kind of shoot out of her, and then it cuts to a scene um, of the professor with his wife. And she's asking him about Sachiko. She, well, she she says she wants to talk to him about, and then uh, he thinks that like that means that they're gonna have sex. But no, she like pushes him off, and she's trying to ask him about Sachiko. Um, and then and I think that pers- that that scene is preceded by uh, Sachiko stripping off her shirt with their son uh, as she's tutoring him. It's like intercut, you know, um, and it goes back to her with the husband. She's like, what does Noam Chomsky mean? Because uh, when Sachiko was having uh, the sort of flashback or finally feeling the sex that she had with the professor from earlier, and she says Noam Chomsky, she notices that that, that got a specific reaction out of the, prof- the professor. So she asks him who's Noam Chomsky, and he tells her to don't worry about it, be quiet. And he like starts to kiss on her. Um, and I guess, you know, cuts away but I guess they they they, they had sex uh, but it goes back to um, at that point it goes back to the the son with Sachiko who's completely in her bra and panties he gets a and some sort of uh, math equation right she circles it with a red marker and because it's correct she takes off her top right yes and uh, then he gets another question right and she takes off her her panties, and of course, Sachiko's completely naked again. And where does what does this lead to? He obviously he celebrates each time, you know, this happens. Like he celebrates when she gets it right and takes the ball off. He celebrates when she gets it right and takes the panties off. Um, this leads to a sex scene between Sachiko and and, and the professor's son. Um, uh, he it's 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 some of the some of the the perspectives like for one he's like when she's completely nude and he's like staring like she's he's like down on his knees she's standing over him he's looking directly at you know her 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 vagina like because she's up on a bed and he's down and there's like this angle that shows his face looking up between her legs and her but her her ass is in the forefront of the screen like again like this this movie if it, it, it's a what this is just a wild angle for sure <laughs> it's it's hilarious it's 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 simultaneously perverted but also like hilarious uh at, at which point like uh she steps down off the bed has him stand up and pulls the band-aid off of her head and tells him to look inside and he closes one eye and looks inside the bullet hole and we get a series of images of just military warfare footage and then footage of like Sachiko herself like holding a it's like a it's like a scene that's like I don't know again like it shows Sachiko in a sort of like a military helmet with a gun and then uh the 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 the, the professor's son in like a a fishing hat in a fucking coat with a taking pictures with a camera um again surrealist shit you know absurdist sort of moment and they're like taking pictures together this is all what he sees looking in the hole. And then finally, he opens his eye, um, kisses her, pushes her down on the bed. And like the scene with the, the sort of sex scene between uh, Sachiko and, and, and the professor's 
son happens again. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on uh, you know the sex scenes at this point. Like you know um, I'm, I'm over an hour in, um, and I won't bother. I, I, in fact, you know I feel like this is a good time to sort of not even uh, not even go too much further into this because I mean I feel like an over an hour talking about this movie, which is a pink a pink film, a softcore Japanese movie. Um, it just feels like, you know, maybe I need to like not oversell this movie because <laughs> again, this is for a very specific audience. I do. I'm not going to even go as far as to say, Hey, go see this movie. Um, but I do think that like, I know movies like this don't go, go get talked about. So it, the plot isn't even important up to this point. We, I will say this at a certain point, Sachiko's, uh, uh, everything comes to a head like so i will say this the the wife character of the professor is suspicious about who sachiko is because she's behind the door when uh listening when she has she hears like the sex happening between sachiko and her son so she goes to a private detective but for some reason the private detective turns out to be the north korean spy guy for some reason and then a whole scene where he forces himself okay like that's being polite he, he basically rapes the professor's wife uh a scene that scene happens and then we see the professor uh Back at his house, completely butt naked. Oh, he's not butt naked. He's 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 oh, he's in some tidy whitey underwear, and doing some weird dance. And he's trying to like uh, have sex with Sachiko. And Sachiko's like, "Your wife's your wife will be back." He's like, "No, she's out." Uh, again, very surreal shit. Very and again, you know what? I will say this: if it seems like I'm talking a lot and going beat by beat, because I have been talking a lot and I'm going beat by beat, but I will say this. Typically, uh, pink movies are under an hour or maybe just shy of an hour or a little bit over an hour. For some reason, this movie is an hour and 30 minutes. Now, it doesn't feel like an hour and 30 minutes. It doesn't feel long because I don't know. Like, it's just it's just it's such a breezy movie. Um, But it's kind of fucking long, like even me just trying to like. As I'm like sitting here talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I can talk about this movie and, and do it fairly succinctly. But I'm really thinking about it. Like here I am at the at the at this point in the movie, and I'm like, okay, like I've told you what happened all the way up to this point, and there's still at this point, I think there's still like 30 minutes left in this movie. I've talked for an hour, so it's literally I've talked through the whole plot of the movie. Um, I will say this, okay? So the professor's trying to have sex with Sachiko, right? And he, that's he gets killed and shot uh when this happens by the north korean guy uh like i said the north korean guy has already you know basically found uh forced himself onto his wife figured out where they lived obviously from from the wife goes to he shoots the professor who's on who's trying to he's on top of sachiko and then he asks sachiko where the finger is and i won't bother to you know at this point go through the rest of the movie. All I will say is that the end of the movie, Sachiko and the North Korean spy end up in this like underground bunker where there is a there is a device that you insert the finger in, right? Which will fire these missiles, right? Um which Ultimately, she Sachiko ends up firing these missiles. Um, 
And there's three women uh, that sort of three spies. I don't know if they're from North Korea or not. Um, it's very interesting because one woman's in like a suit and tie, and then there's a, like a heavy set woman, and then a skinny woman. And it's these three women with guns who come come to get the spy, and I guess they want the, the North Korean spy guy and, and, and Sachiko, and I guess they want the finger. And this sort of like nonsensical shootout happens between them. Um, and Sachiko, there's a whole, of course, there's another sex scene, of course. There's a sex scene between the North Korean guy and Sachiko. But ultimately, um, Sachiko decides uh, to put the finger into the machine and activate these missiles, which uh, on Tokyo to, to basically destroy Japan. Um, and when you think about it, like given the history of Japan in, in, in uh, America with nuclear weapons and them dropping the bombs on Japan during World War II, uh, it's not a surprise that this is a this is territory that this film decides to even uh, go, go into because I mean it's very prominent in Japanese cinema to this day, right? Um, but yeah, she just it, it, the way I will say this the way the way it ends is very surreal. Uh, in fact, I think after she fires it. Like I think the bullet, we see that the bullets like she like there's a moment in this in in this end scene where like she passes out and then wakes up and we see like the bullet that was in her brain is now out of her brain. Again, it's like no context to how it came out or why it came out. Just sort of like at this moment in time now she's no longer has the bullet, so we assume maybe no longer she has the powers, maybe. Um and she's like walking along the beach and some guy walks up to her who's like a surfer. Um and I think he says you you want to get some some I don't know if he says you want to get something to eat or something, and they're like walking away. And as they walk away, we see like in the sky three sort of like missiles. Like we see the trails of the missiles descending upon Japan in the background, and then that's how the movie sort of ends. And like as the movie ends, uh, there's a moment. There's this like surreal like. So I keep using the term surreal. Take a shot every time I say the word surreal, people, uh, as I wrap this up. I'll take a sip of coffee. Um, the credits, as the credits start, we hear uh, Sachiko singing the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner or something like that in, in Japanese. Um, and then it's like this like ending credit sequence where she's like, in space, she has the bullet hole wound in her forehead, and she's like in space, and it's like this very sort of silly looking universe with like floating globes, and she's floating around, and uh, she takes the earth, which is like a marble, and sticks the earth inside the bullet hole in her head. Again, like very psychedelic, very weird. Uh, if you don't think that this movie is for you, um, you're probably right. I don't know who this movie is for specifically. <laughs> I'm still wondering like, yo, uh, is this a, why do an episode? You know what? Again, the reason to do an episode on this movie is because I know no one is going to do an episode about this movie. Um, no one's going to talk about this movie. Um, and maybe they're right not to. <laughs> so that's a glowing recommendation from Ryan. Uh, no, it's not a glowing recommendation. Um, in fact, uh, I will, 
I will uh, for 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 those who are subscribed to the the Mutual Aberration Society Patreon. If you guys want to watch this movie, hit me up, or maybe I'll just provide some some sort of link to this movie. Um, I don't think this movie is very easy to get a hold of. Uh, and I don't think people should pay money to see this movie necessarily. Um, uh, yeah, so this isn't a recommendation. Um, it's just a strange movie that I know uh, my podcast is sort of kind of built to talk about strange movies. So I felt like, hey, fuck it, why not? You know, it's my podcast. No one else is going to talk about this movie. But yeah, um, that's all I have to say about uh the glamorous life of Sachiko Hanai. Um, as always, uh, I do not know how to end podcast. So this is the end. Until next time. Razor blade on your soft flesh. Niggas paying up like they lost a bat. Bad low Puerto Rican bitch. How the nigga feeling like offside. Julia came from my Attica. Rody got a nigga frost bear. Yeah, she said a nigga full of gang. I'm full of gang. I ain't lost yet. Yeah, I'm over these niggas head. I'm up there like a moss cash. Some rappers spit far fast lyrics. Just a going by a Corvette. Play a smart bitch on credit eyes. You can buy things acquired more dad. No Brody any upper end. It's all legal, that's a boss flag. Big brody still rich, off the little jacket, pills, line the smart side. Can turn that blade to your forearms. Don't fix them up, get a tourniquet. Next time, no fix the shit. Cause from two to three, it's gonna be permanent. White bitch, Katniss Everdeen. Sharpshooter in a tournament. My young bitch got a penthouse. I don't pay the bills, but I furnish that. Lynch a nigga, hang on from the tree. Leave him up there like a Christmas ornament. Yo, bitch, slid on my DMs. That's a slow rise, you ain't no fire. Ask a blunt, let the roast die. I wish they wood chips where the wood chips let it burn like they was wood chips. Who wants to smoke with the bruises? Yo, baby lungs useless. And tastes is ruined as Vegas strips Lucy's. Deflate all your egos to toss in the office, see more than a movement. Poor soul infused me. Misfortune or misfortune for amusement, for more than amusement. Put in park for a new whip. Reverse remarks from your loose lips. In search of a heart to the beat switch. Y'all got flat lines, I got a fiend it's switch. It's not can for the whole scare. Fucking any with an old pair. Need friend dressing, undressing in the cold air. I'm a warm winds. This is sign of all the skin and bones. Pick and throw like chicken holes. What's a half to a quarter roll? Tucked in sheets, y'all baby moans. In New Orleans, no one needs a fold like a floor. Every single skull, demons speak, but I'm twisting tongues till that chick go lick my soul. There's no sail till the wind is blown. In open waters, we got it coast, but an inch to my length, space to own.